Gold by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast, where we are doing a champion series from the Champions of Legends. And I have with me my co-host, Jamie, who is the 40 to 45 or 40 to 44 year old champion. And we have our guest, Amy Shapiton, who is the 45 to 49 year old champion. And we're going to have a fun day letting two champs talk for a little bit. And then Jamie has to leave in about 30 minutes and we'll just keep the interview going. But welcome to the show. Welcome, Amy. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. Excited to be here. So I'm going to turn it over to Jamie and let her um, start the interview with some questions for you about you and your career. Yeah. Yeah. About you. Um, I'm like so happy to actually meet you. Um, I followed you for a while and I know you are a TTT athlete. Um, that was like my former program that I was doing. So I know I've seen you in posting in there. So I've kind of followed your career a little bit, but, um, I'm just like so excited to learn your background. I, it seems to me, I like looked you up a little bit and it seems to me like you haven't been doing this for super long. Um, your first open was 2020, which would have been the fall, the 2019 in the fall. Right. So like right, right before um, the pandemic. Um, but yeah, like so curious what got you into CrossFit and I mean, you, you had to have had an athletic background. We, we want to know it all. <laughs> well, well, I grew up not athletic, not super athletic. I was actually really small growing up. Like I didn't mature and like come into kind of full growth, I guess, until after I graduated. So I remember being like in eighth grade and like they would sub me out in volleyball because I couldn't hit the ball over the net. Like it was just too far. Like I was just such a small kid. Um, and then like growing up, my mom was so cool. She put me in a uh, uh, a marching band. I was in an all girls marching band and I was in five pin bowling. So I, <laughs> so I was killing it in the athletics as a kid, <laughs> but a lot of it, I did play softball a little bit, but I honestly, I was not super athletic as a kid. I learned to ride a bike in eighth grade. Like I was just, I don't know. I wasn't into it. Um, my brother and sister were, but I was just never for whatever reason was never into it. But, um, after I graduated just high school, uh, that's kind of when it started for me. I got into mountain biking, snowboarding, and then rock climbing was the one that I stuck with for, for quite a few years and got pretty serious about um, doing that for a good season. And that's been helpful in CrossFit for sure. Uh, and then from there, I would say nothing super like I had a whole real struggle with energy and we never actually figured out fully what it was. But I remember when I got married, my husband, Lee and I, like we'd go do a mountain bike ride and I would be on the couch for the rest of the day. Like that was it for me. So I would, I went through a lot of years of just some sort of chronic fatigue style thing where I would just, I couldn't, like, I just couldn't do it, um, for so long. And so for several years, I just got into yoga. Um, I became a yoga instructor, taught it and did that for several years. And that was honestly what I was doing leading into being introduced to CrossFit. Um, so Lee and I, um, were kind of nomadic. And so we were living in a van, a really nice van. Don't get me wrong. Like as a Winnebago Travato, like it's fancy, (laughs) 
but we lived in that for a couple of years and we were kind of touring around and doing our thing. And we ended up, I'm on Vancouver Island in Canada now, but we came to tour here just to visit some friends and we literally never left. Like we just fell in love with it. Um, and it was here that some friends of mine were doing CrossFit at the local gym and they just said, you should try it out. Like I was looking for something more than yoga. Like I'm, I'd like to use my fitness. I'd like to get fit again. Um, I was actually a group fitness instructor as well as a yoga instructor, but okay. that never felt good to me because I felt like I would advertise something that I wasn't doing. You know, like I'd lead people through group, for group fitness classes and indoor cycling and like pump class. And I naturally have a lot of muscle mass. And so I felt like, hey, if you do this, you'll look like this. And I'm like, you really won't look like this. <laughs> this is fully genetic. So there was just kind of that journey. And so when we hit Vancouver Island, um, I'm a little bit of an all or nothing personality. And so um, I joined the CrossFit gym and I just made a thing to myself. Okay, I'm going to try this for 90 days and see what happens. Um, and it was five days a week or six days a week until I hit those 90 classes. Um, and I really wasn't doing anything else. Like, I, I don't really recommend that for most people, but I, like I could nap in the afternoon. Um, we were in a season where I wasn't working. Like it was just kind of this perfect storm. And my husband went down south um he's caretake his parents for about 10 weeks and so i literally got introduced for crossfit while he was um down south and loved it from day one um there was a kind of interesting i don't know because sometimes i take on too much and feel like i overtrain and do things <laughs> a little bit extreme but i just felt like in my journey i felt like if i just stick with this we'll see how it goes and it just honestly, um, part of my journey is I do have faith in the Lord. And he He actually told me it one day, hey, just stick with it. It'll regulate. So I was just kind of praying about it one day. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's try it. But because I felt like I was getting really tired and it, you know, like past symptoms. And mm -hmm. so I did. I stuck with the 90 days. And I think honestly, the, just looking at it back now, I think it was the weightlifting. They did it like somehow balanced out my hormones. I used to have really high highs and really low lows where I'd feel almost, I wouldn't say depression, but I would have some really low days where I just didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to do anything. And then I have really high highs. And so I would say now as a person, I still have highs and lows. I haven't lost my personality, but it's almost more regulated. And in the beginning, it was like, I'd be really moody. And then I'd go to a CrossFit class. and be like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I just needed to move my body. Um, yeah. And for me, that was kind of my beginning journey into CrossFit. Like it seriously, it totally changed my life and the regulation of like more on a mental, emotional um, side of things. Did so you start? I, oh, I need to ask two quick questions because there's a lot to unpack in all of that. <laughs> one is, I find it funny. It is just an observation that both 45 to 49 year old champs are nomads. Uh, you and Grub. Yeah. Yeah. Living in oh, yeah. Um, and then are, were you born in Canada? Have you always yeah. been Canadian? Because yeah. we have been accused of being a Canadian bias show. Oh, so that means, you're, that means you're welcomed into the family. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Canadians yeah. are pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. I'm in Michigan. So close. Okay. Um, but opposite, opposite side of you. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So did you start in 2019 or did you start before, like, did you start 2018? No, it was May of 2019. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like you were pretty, you obviously were pretty good kind of right when you started CrossFit, just were you strong and like not gymnastic skills or did you just have it all from the get go? Um, I would say, so for me there, I do have a genetic blessing. If you want to call it that, like I would walk into a weight room and look at a weight and gain muscle. Like 
that was kind of how my friends would always say. And so I always had this thing in the back of my mind, like what would happen if I actually applied myself and what could my body actually do? But the idea of bodybuilding or anything like that, see, like I was like, that does not interest me at all. And so CrossFit kind of opened that door where it was like, hey, we can find out what your body can do and what's your potential. So the, I was strong. I would say the strength came quite quickly. Um, and then the gymnastics, I think just from being strong, I, I could pick it up pretty quick. Um, and then it's just really the, for me, the biggest kind of, it's the, the high technique stuff. So like the Olympic lifts, right. Where it's like, I can't just muscle my way through this. Like I can to a certain mm -hmm. point. Um, but now I'm at that stage where you're like, well, to be as good as you need to be in this realm, you actually have to learn how to do this properly. <laughs> so there's been a little phase of unlearning to come back because I think the strength was high coming in, um, that mm -hmm. you kind of could fake it a little bit <laughs> and I'm finding that's not working anymore. So yeah. Yeah. It's definitely technique centric. That's, I, that's sort of, I have a very similar bias. I would say um, the technique is, is kind of what holds me back. Um, but you, so you did the open in 2020 that, that didn't go anywhere for really anyone except for the top five individuals yeah. in the world. Um, and then 21, you made it in, you were in the 40 to 44 bracket, made it into the quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, and then you aged up in 2022 and bam, made it into semifinals um so big jump there and then last let you made it to the games last year and got second to kelly Friel. huge yeah, yeah it's so, been, i did not expect that at all by any means like i did have no? a goal no not at all <laughs> i did have a goal to make it to the crossfit games i didn't think it would happen this quickly um so in semifinals <laughs> the first year i was very shocked by that and that one unfortunately i got really sick um that first time going into semifinals so it was just like whatever, but still in my mind, I wasn't that level of athlete, even this year, like it's slowly now starting to change. I'm kind of starting to get it maybe after legends, but like we were planning a hiking trip. There's a West coast trail here in that's quite famous um, out on the Island that everybody loves to go and hike. And so we're booking dates to do that. And my husband's like, well, you can't, we can't do the first week in August. I'm like, why not? And he's like, because that's when the games are. And I'm like, I am not making it to the games. Like, you're ridiculous. Like, so, <laughs> so even, and that was in March of this past year where I was like, no, like the, one day, yes, that's the goal, but I, there's no way I will get there this year. Um, so it, yeah, my final started and things were going, like, I was shocked. I'm like, oh, this is going a lot better than I expected. Um, so that, uh, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> it was definitely a shock. It was super helpful too. I, cause at the beginning of the year, we were down South. Um, we go least from Louisiana. So we actually were down in Louisiana and I was at Scott Tetlow's gym, uh, finished strong and connected with him. And, and I was just, I was doing a bunch of volume, um, and I was burning myself out and I wasn't feeling good. And I was really like shoulder injury, this injury, that. And so in January of last year, I was like, I don't even know if I want to compete. Like, this isn't actually fun for me. Um, I just feel like I was always saying like my functional fitness makes me so functional, meaning like I can barely walk and I can barely get up the stairs because I'm working out so hard. I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> so in January, I met Scott down in um, Louisiana and actually worked out with them for a little bit. And it was fun for the first time in a long time. I was like, oh, okay, like this can be fun. But honestly, I did group classes from January till the end of quarterfinals. I just did one class at an hour a day, six days a week. That was fun for me. Um, and I think I needed that to kind of reset. And then when it came time, at, when I qualified for quarterfinals, I'm like, okay, I probably should supplement with something a little bit more. And that's when I found TTT. And I was really happy with that because they weren't about massive volume. 
They were about mm-hmm. looking at your body and doing the things that you need to do. And so that's what I did going into semifinals and into the games. And I think that helped me more than like I actually realized, like that style of training really focused on what I needed and moving forward that way. I made huge leaps in even those three months up to the games. It was wild. How you much don't have your a by yourself? Uh, probably almost zero. <laughs> I I do some if I have to, but I, I've got a really good crew of probably six different people that I can connect with on different days that will train with me. Um, and I've set that up because I know I don't like to work out alone at all. Like I learned that during COVID I would quit workouts halfway through. I'm like, you know, and I, I became a CrossFit coach in the meantime. And I'm like beating myself up in COVID. I'm like, I don't even finish a workout. Like I just, I'm totally quitting in the middle of this. And I'm like, you put systems in place that works. And for me, it's like working out with others is really important to me. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have a dedicated coach. You just kind of follow their programming. Uh, right? So Correct. Right now I am leading up to the games. I was with Brandon Dorman um, mm-hmm. for those three months individual. Yeah. And then he kind of oversees the whole master's track. So still uh, he's definitely involved, but I'm just right in the, I'm in the group track right now. I like that too. Like, now, I like the group of people doing the same thing. Yeah. Do you like, you said you like to do group classes, but if you're following their programming, do you just like write it out and someone comes and does it with you? Yeah. So now I'm not currently doing group classes. That was just at the beginning of the year. So now I do stick directly to the TTT programming, but I have different training partners that I meet with at different gyms on different days. And we just go through that program. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I find, yeah, I find amazing having, people. yeah, yeah. It helps to have somebody in the grind with you for sure. Oh um, yeah. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> you, what is, how much competition experience? Cause like all I can really find is you went to the games. <laughs> And then Legends. Is that it? That's your competition? I have one more that that you haven't seen. (laughs) So it was only, it was six months in. I did a local competition here on the mainland. So like an intermediate. I podiumed, I came third. But (laughs) so it was an intermediate. So literally, yes, the games was like the first real competition. (laughs) And then Legends is the second. So I'm learning how to compete. So, (laughs) and uh, yeah, and deciding if I liked that. And so after Legends, I was like, I love this. I love being on the competition floor. I love the energy that comes from that. I love, you know, that moment before they say three, two, one, go. Like I just look around and I feel like the most privileged person on the planet. Like I get to do this. Like I get to put my, myself in the situation with these people and like express our DNA essentially, right? What are we, what are we all capable of? And so I love it. Yeah. But that is essentially my competition experience. Yeah. That so is one thing incredible. I find fascinating between the two of you is, is Amy, you, you have a smile on your face all the time. And Jamie is very laser focused. <laughs> it, it is so contradictory the way the two of you are on the floor. It's that's why I thought this was cool that you guys were going to get to talk today yeah. because of, of your, just the different approaches. Totally. And I, yeah, like for me, it's just, it's, I mean, when I got into CrossFit, I don't, I've never followed any sports. I'm not into for sports and following sports, but when I got into CrossFit, I got into CrossFit. Like I watched every games, all the behind the scenes, all of the road to the game. Like I devoured that for those several, you know, those few years. And so I think part of it is like, I so respect these people and what they do. And I'm fascinated by it. Like, so to be on the actual competition floor, I, I can't stop smiling. Like, it's just, it's just so exciting to me to be like, I get to do this. This is so cool. So I think part of that is that like just being such a fan of the sport at the same time. And then the kind of sport that you can actually do it, like that doesn't happen anywhere. So yeah, I definitely, um, 
I know I look around and everybody's I, in the zone and I think like I should get in the zone. It's like right before three, two, one go. And I'm like, just sitting there with a goofy smile on my face. <laughs> that may seem, I mean, that seemingly is working incredibly for you. Like you may not, <laughs> because you don't have the experience, you may not know what you said. You don't really even know how good you are. Um, you, you won legends and you won your bracket by the widest margin of any bracket. I don't know if you're aware of that. You and Grub, your two, that age group, you right. won by 156 points and Grub won by 113 points. And be, beyond that, it was, you know, a whole lot closer. So you like, you demolished your competition. It wasn't even close. Um, so maybe, yeah, I mean, you're probably learning. You really are that good. And you really like deserve to be out there competing against people like Kelly Friel. Like that must've been yeah. just an incredible experience. It's sinking in. Like after the, the games was just like test and see, see what happens. And I'm like, well, that was cool. <laughs> and then yeah, legends has been more of like, Oh, okay. And it's, so it's funny though. Cause I was, I was talking to Brandon after and we were just kind of debriefing and I was still just waiting for like the shoe to drop. Like I'm kind of making excuses like, well, they didn't bring out my weaknesses and these workouts were really good for me. And da, 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 da. And he just, he just had said to me, he's like, Amy, this is always going to go well for you. Like you have no major, major holes. Like you have whole, everybody has holes, but like, not to the point like and so he just I don't know he said that to me and I was like oh like something started to click you know because it's just like I don't know I guess self-talk can often be very negative and you just come up with every excuse why that worked out um so yeah it is learning and I'm, I'm just like wow this is pretty cool like not what I yeah expected I would and... I, I, yeah. just to follow up with so you go to the games it's your first ever big competition you're going up against one of the legends and the masters of the sport, right? And yep. she dominates year upon year. Yep. Yep. What, how do you look at that competition going into the next season? Like, what do you have to do to close the gap between you and Kelly? I think I just have to keep doing what I'm doing, honestly. Like, I don't, I would say I'm learning how to compete. So I would say at the games, like I would say I'm learning how to race. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to have the capacity to finish and do well and stuff like that, like at Legends. But there's so many small things what we can still tweak in so that I can actually be better to actually race and push and and all of that. So I think it's a lot of just kind of all that detail stuff now where it's like, yeah, how do we push to get better? And I think that's fun for everybody. I think it'll be fun for Kelly, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I think she wants a competition as well, right? Like, I mean, I would have read, like Legends was really cool. It's fun to go in and dominate. Like it feels good, but at the same time, you're like, you kind of want to race people. Like you want to push, you want to see what you're capable of and not just, oh yeah, that was enough, right? And yeah. so, yeah, I think it's exciting to just begin to, and I think, like I said, it's just, for me, it's experience. It's more time doing these things and learning how to compete and um, all of that. So that's kind of the focus mm -hmm. here, for sure. I have that same like negative self-talk, like we finish a comp and I'm like, yeah, but so-and-so wasn't there and no, 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 you know, same thing programming wise or, but um, like you didn't, you're strong. I've, I've seen your numbers, um, but you didn't win the strength event. And oddly enough, I think only one, maybe two athletes that won, won the strength event. So sure. Um, like you don't not, and that's kind of been kind kind of the theme and and especially like I'd say at the game stuff you don't necessarily have to be the strongest if you have a wide range of skills and you do like 
you're clearly a strong swimmer. You won that. You won day two and day three. And I'm sure Scott's going to, when I get off, going to have you walk through all these events and how they felt and stuff. But you had incredible day two and three. It just, yeah. you know, very, very good scores that like um, held up even across the divisions. And then, you know, day, the final day, you probably were able to just relax going into that final event. Yeah, the final day was just an experiment to uh, <laughs> let's push as hard as you can go and see what happens. <laughs> and I blew up. That's one way to do it. That's not, <laughs> that's not the approach that most people took. <laughs> well, no, but I had a pretty secure uh, lockdown. So I'm like, let's just. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it. Oh, it got bad. It got bad. <laughs> I want the two of you to talk about this because I know like Jamie knew that she just had to stay close to one competitor and yeah. she would be okay. Yeah. You had a big enough lead where you could experiment and try new things in the in that final event and, and it didn't really matter how you finished. Right. So I want you guys to talk about like in compare and contrast what that final day was like being in the lead knowing what you have to do to win. Yeah, I think like for me, uh, both I, so Brandon coach and then my, my coach locally here is named Kaylee. And um, she went to the games on a team in 2022. Um, and both of them are very similar in that, like you push, you always push. Like there's no, they're both telling me it doesn't matter if you can't lose this, like you need to go out there and this needs to be like, it matters, right? Like there is no take a break. Um, <laughs> so it's good for me because I tend to, I tend to want to pull back in, a, in my, like my, Oh, I should save it. I don't want to blow up. I don't want to do any of these things. And so for me to actually just step in and kind of hit the gas pedal and see what happens, like, I just don't like to do that. Like I want to keep things kind of in control as much as possible, which is smarter in a lot of terms, but it, I think it's good to try that, especially in that high pressure situation. Right. And so that was kind of me trying to just learn a little more about myself and how far can I go before this could get really bad kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I, I don't get that, that opportunity very often. And I, I'm very similar. Like I like to hold back. I like to sit on someone's heels and then go. Um, and that's kind of how I had approached that event. It, it would have been cool to get that opportunity to just go full bore and try to hang on. I hate that feeling though. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's not good really. <laughs> well, and the longer you do this, you know, um, you start to, I was talking to my coach about this the other day. Like I, I almost feel like I've almost been doing this too long that, that now I don't want to get to that point where it hurts. Now I know what it's going to feel like. And I like hold myself back even more. I used to be like younger and dumber and just get to blackout. And I kind of regulate that now. And that used to be my strong suit. I could hurt more than most people. Um, and now I like question if I still have it. So I convince I yourself. Like that you're willing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. I hear that. It's painful. It's not. <laughs> it is painful. Holy cow. <laughs> it's the beauty of the sport, but um, you do it long enough. You're like, yeah, that one's been hurt. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there today. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did feel that about that for that last one, for sure. I'm like, oh man. I bet. I like, give me a little high skill gymnastics in there. Then everybody's got to slow down. Like <laughs> yeah. heavy barbell, high skill <laughs> gymnastics. We can go at a pace that I can maintain. <laughs> so yeah, it's good. I hear you. The sprinty things too. But. 
So you're a, are you a full-time coach at life, life tree? That's where you're at. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that, that's your like occupation athlete and coach. That's yep. awesome. Cause yep. I'm always curious, like exactly how much time and energy people have. And especially in the masters, um, some of the, like some of the athletes that have like Rudy, who has like a full-time job and kids. And I'm just like, Holy smokes. I honestly don't know how you do it all. You it's just you and your husband. Yeah. You have a nice little setup there then I would say. Yeah, we do. We do. We enjoy it. It's been nice. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. I wanted to ask about the podium poses. Um, and in the thumbnail, I have Amy with the double flex. Um, I know there's one of Jamie. That's not what legends posted. I was trying to find it. See if put them side by side. You both did the double flex. Um, on the podium, was that encouraged or was it, was that just how you felt? Oh yeah. I didn't think yeah. about it. No, they just said flex. So what are you, what are you going to do? You know, that's all he said was flex. And so <laughs> like you see in my picture, the man like raised his shirt to show him. I, I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I immediately just went like, yeah, the bicep, but yeah, they asked, they did one serious and one flex for every age bracket. I thought it was cute. Yeah, you would, I forgot you left right before awards, so you missed that. Yeah, I had to catch that flight. But um, <laughs> but what I thought was funny is the champions all double flexed, and then the second and third places all did single flex. Oh, well, there you go. We're just asserting there, there our might, dominance, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> there might be something to that. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. I didn't even think about it. Scott's well, very, observant, I, very observant. I have a, <laughs> that's what I, that's what I, my job is, right? Just being that's observant, right. <laughs> kind of reporting on it. So I, I want to kind of walk through the day and hopefully Jamie can stay for a little bit because I think you guys had some similar experiences. I went through your Instagram. I kind of went through your recaps and just some highlights I wanted to talk about from each event. So it mm -hmm. starts with a swim. and. You said that you've been swimming once a week since training for the games and it paid off. Shocked myself. And you so, won the event. Yeah, that was damage control event for me. Just so you know, that's how I went into that event. I'm not a great swimmer. Uh, or I assume I'm not a great swimmer. Like in my swim club, like I'm not really that fast. Like just we just meet once a week and we've been swimming. And so... Um, I wouldn't say that's a strength of mine. Uh, I would say I had some real good coaching on that one. Um, both coaches were like, you need to transition very fast. Like there's a lot of transitions, so you don't need to be messing around with things. And so stuff like goggles stayed on. I'm not touching those. Uh, as soon as I'm out of the water, pick up the dumbbell, go like be smooth on the dumbbell. But then as soon as you put it down, dive back into the pool. So I would say I won that one on transitions and just I because I don't feel like I'm still not the fastest swimmer. I know we had a collegiate swimmer. I talked to her after and she she that was hers to win. And she said she messed around in the transitions, oh, right? Wow. And so just trying to, you know, all of that. And so, yeah, that one, I honestly, I was like, okay, if I could finish top 10, top five, I'd be ecstatic. The fact that I came out of the pool and I was like, nobody else has done what's going on right now. Cause you can't see, right? You got your goggles on. It's really hard to see what's going on around you. But yeah, for me, that was a huge shock of all the events actually. And that's where I think you and Jamie were very similar. Her transitions, same way. Like she knows she's not as strong in the pool. So 
transitions and go unbroken and no, no reps. So then you move to under pressure, which is the lift event. Um, and you had a long write-up on this. I'm just going to kind of highlight it is yeah. that you suffered a wrist injury. So the clean and jerk was a little bit scary for you at this event. Um, plus the snatch, you didn't do well in warm-ups. So that wasn't good going out on the floor. Yet you still you still did pretty well for what you expected um, on the lifts. Anything yeah. you want to add to that? Well, I PR'd both lifts. Um, so, I mean, that's, you can't ask for anything more than that. Um, I've struggled with the squat snatch from its inception. Like I do not like to get under bars. Um, and so I've been working with an Olympic lifting coach and the whole goal of this, uh, progression was to squat snatch the whole way through. Cause I powered at the games. I, I can, at that time I could power more than I could squat. It's ugly, but, um, so this goal, this time I'm like, okay, I'm going to actually work the squat snatch and I'm going to try and do that. And so I was able to match my power snatch, um, with a squat. And so I was, I threw one bar behind me and I was ecstatic. <laughs> it's just like, I've never thrown a bar behind my head ever. Cause I don't ever get low enough in the squat. And, and so as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, I can do this. I think I can actually squat snatch this. And I did. So I was laughing cause my judge is looking at me and I'm like, jumping up and down giddy because I failed the, the lift behind me and then hit it on the next one. And so the funny part was that I missed the 125 twice in the back because I'm trying to squat snatch it, but I can power snatch that pretty easily. So I come out all convinced I'm going to I'm going to squat snatch this 125 and I just rip it off the ground and power snatch it. Like it's so high. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, whatever. We'll go on to the next one. <laughs> so, and then the Anything jerk, um, <laughs> any what? Does any of that sound familiar? Yeah, I mean, I'm in this. I finally have a stronger squat squat snatch than power snatch, but um, I snatching heavy snatching is my least favorite thing. Um, and it's I don't know. I just I I don't I don't like one rep. So I feel you on that. Yeah, and then yeah, the clean jerk was um five more pounds than I did the game. So it was funny when this first came out, I'm like, Oh, we just did this. Like how many times are we going to do the Olympic total? But I was actually really pleased. I got to do it four months later and see improvements on both. So I was like, okay, what I'm doing is working even in, you know, just this last four months. So yeah. I mean, lifting like that and you know, when it's game time, it's, it's fun. Like just so much adrenaline and well, when things go well, it feels good. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I, that again, the, the lift was my worst event at the game. So that was another one of those, okay, I'm kind of doing damage control. And then in this field, uh, or even in the games field, that would have been a third, um, there as well. So just that little 10 pound improvement made a huge difference. So, so it's, you, yeah. you outlifted me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then you go to hell's bells, uh, grip workout penalty with devil's press. Um, you had some confusion in this event where you thought you heard the judge say one thing. Mm -hmm. And then as you were going through the workout, you heard him say the same thing, yeah. like much later in the workout. How does that change your strategy or do you, are you like, Oh crap in the middle of it. And then like, yeah, how do so I from this? So what did happen? So one of my coach Kaylee uh, had gone to the gym that morning, and she actually did this workout, and she's quite fit. And she came in at, like with only twenty seconds left, and I was like, "Oh man, like this is going to be a tough one to finish," you know. And she's like, "Oh, I think you can do it." And I'm like, uh, "Okay." So the goal was always, at least her goal. <laughs> I guess it was 
trying to was to finish. So we're in that last set of Devil's Press, and I thought he said one minute left, and I had all 12 Devil's Press to do. And I just, in my head, I was like, I don't think I can, I don't think I'll get that, you know? And then, so I did some of them. And then I hear him say, clearly now, one minute left. And so I was like, oh. <laughs> so then at that point, I'm like, oh, crap, I think I can finish this. <laughs> so then, and it was one of those, like, I looked down. Um, and that was a really hard one to know where anybody was. Like, I'm kind of looking down the lane because part of me, like, you know, I'm a little bit of a competitor where, like, if I don't have to do more, why am I going to do more, you know? But I'm looking down the lane and everybody's doing devil's press. And I'm like, well, are they doing their penalty or are they in their devil's press? Like, it was so hard to tell. So I couldn't game the system. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know where anyone is. And so then it was like, I took one look down the lane and I saw Kaylee's face. I'm like, oh, she just that's all it took because I was like, I know she wants me to finish. And so, yeah, just then I think I can actually get these done in the minute and finished it. And, um, got done. I think I had five seconds to spare before the time cap. So just, just snuck in there. So I was, ex I was excited about that. And I was talking to Kaylee after I'm like, yeah, like I felt like I was in the lead. Like I didn't have to push that hard. She's like, but how good do you feel being like one of the people to finish? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, that is worth yeah. it. Like, the drive for that is it's, it's, a, it's for yourself. Right. Where you're like, I did that as opposed to, well, I would have beat everyone if I capped or not, it was ahead of them. But there yeah. is something about that pushing to finish that um, it's significant. It's important, I think, for sure. So that that brings up a big question, right? Like, what what is your priority at Legends? Is it to win? Is it to race? Is it to just get data points to know where you are for the next game season? Or is it all of the above? Probably all of the above. I'm new here, Scott. We're just learning. Like... <laughs> I wanted to win. I will say I went in and my hope was to win, but it wasn't like, I didn't think I'd win like I did. Um, you know, so then, yeah, but I did, you know, I felt hmm, I'd like to win this for sure. But all of those things are like what we learned so much, you know, it was it, having um, just both coaches there, Brandon and Kaylee, like, you know, like I, I did really well. I had two days where I won both events and, and I'm all in the high and everybody's like praising me and you're amazing. And then you go back to the coaches and they're like, okay, so <laughs> and it's just like the reality of what you could have done better. And I need that. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. I like that because it's like, we can, can always continue to grow. Um, mm -hmm. And so that was a neat contrast for sure. So I think it is, yeah, the data points and learning all of that for sure. The other, the other theme I noticed throughout your comments about all the events was that you were so happy your family was there to cheer you on. Mm -hmm. And like, I've brought this up on a couple shows, but Haley Maria once said that it's all about having that one person at the end of your lane that, that loves you no matter what yeah. and is going to root for you no matter what. What is that feeling like knowing you have those people in your corner, no matter what happens on the floor? It's huge. You know, like it, um, I would say that was my highlight of all of legends was just having that crew and that team there. I would say that's the games too. Like I was set up so well for both of these events, just with like coaching and people there and like body workers and people surrounding me and like just loving on me. And it's just like, I feel like, honestly, like I have the easiest job, like these people are getting stressed out and doing all this stuff. And I just have to get to go out on the floor. Um, my coach tells me how to warm up, when to warm up, what to eat, when to eat. Like I'm literally just this machine that's getting push through all these pieces and parts. And yes, I have to perform, but it does feel like, hey, it's this whole team thing. 
And uh, I was la laughing with one of the competitors. I'm like, here we are, 47 years old, and our parents are here to come and cheer us on. And who doesn't still love that? You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't go away to have that kind of support and like um, your family show up. That's the first time my family's seen me compete. And so it was fun. It was amazing, right? Like you just, they just love you so much and they just want you to do well. And yeah, if you screw, they don't, you know, they still love you, but it's fun knowing that like everybody's invested and everybody, you know, is hoping that things will go well and, and all of that. So it's been a really neat journey that way for sure. So the next event, I, I, I couldn't wait to talk about this one is jump. Um, and it is the three kinds of jump rope well, with three rope climbs in between each one. You talk about that your grip was, was not good going into that event. And then, <laughs> go ahead. Did you, right, did you then, go unbroken in, in the other one? I had to break. Um, I got to 18. I tried 19 squat clean and I failed. And so I did have to put it down. I took one. Okay. One break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it affected the grip. For, yeah, yeah, for sure. So what's not good, not good on a grip is when you reach for the beam and you miss <laughs> and then have to regrip and reach again. And what's crazy is I was above you at that point, taking video and shooting pictures. And I swear I have it somewhere that moment. Yeah. And I've been digging, but I have so much of it. Right. It's hard. I can't remember if I just saw it or if I shot it. Right. But I've been digging for it. So that was on your last rope climb. Mm -hmm. Again, like when you miss the first time, how quickly do you get reset in your head? Like, Stay calm, regrip, yeah. go again. Uh, well, for me personally, because I have a history of rock climbing, um, rope climbs are kind of my jam, obviously. Um, and so it doesn't actually phase me. Like, because in rock climbing, you would hang out for a good amount of time. You know what I mean? Like you'd stop, you'd chalk up, you'd, you learned how to rest. So I've always kind of said, like, even if I get tired on a rope, I can sit there for a second, sit on my feet. You know, I can even stop, shake my hands out and then keep going. Like I just have that confidence just from past history. So yeah, though it looks like chaos from the outside. <laughs> oh no, she missed the beam, all of that stuff. Like for me internally, that's just a familiar feel of like, yeah, your arms are filled and they're pumped and you don't think you can pull anymore and you can actually still pull or, or I can in that moment. Like I just know where the limit is, I guess. And so, yeah, when the judge was like, no rep, I'm like, okay. So um, internally I was quite calm because I just knew that it would be fine to readjust and then hit and then go. Yeah. So um, that's just past history stuff, but yeah, I can get, I get why rope climbing is like, it's tough for people for sure. But yeah. You really wanted to finish that workout. After that, you had to run. To the <laughs> I had a minute. I had a minute. That's <laughs> so angry. <laughs> and then you get to you get to that final rope, and it's trip, trip, trip to start. Yeah. So I didn't actually realize right away my shoe was untied. And then when I realized my shoe was untied, I returned. I became really what's a polite word? I came very dumb in my head. <laughs> And I was like, I can do this with, I can do this with my shoe untied. I'll just jump higher or something like, and so then I tripped like three more times. I'm like, what are you doing? Tie your shoe, like just tie your shoe. And so I tied my shoe and I had like, I think I had like five seconds left. And I, that, that rope is so crazy fast. 
I think I got like 15 double unders in like five seconds. I'm like, why didn't you tie your shoe earlier? Like, so that one was bittersweet and it's good for me. I, one thing I love about CrossFit is how it humbles you. Like, you know, like that workout was my jam. I should have crushed it. I was from the beginning coming in. I'm like, this is my, like, there's no, there's no way I'm not going to finish. There's no way I'm not going to beat everybody. Like that was a super confident. And so <laughs> to be beaten by yourself, cause you didn't tie your shoe, like it's like ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, so it's good. I think it's, I know it's healthy for the ego to get put back in place. However, you still won. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't a costly error, but. <laughs> It was an ego error because now there's cap plus whatever on there. And I'm like, ah, yeah. should have finished that. <laughs> so, apparently what, whatever went on in your head was contagious and it went to the 40 to 44 year old division as well. Oh no. <laughs> uh, because when Jamie picked up the heavy rope, what happened, Jamie? I, I don't know. Nobody knows. It was a total mess. Um, yeah. I, there's not good words for it. It was I looked <laughs> not all there out on the floor. Let's just say that. But we got through that. And I'm in, I'm the same way. Like rope climbs are my jam. So yeah. that was never an issue for me. Um, it just, I, you know, those are the ones where like you look back on your like, you want things to go perfect. You want to have a, you want a, an event to, like that to go as smooth as possible. And you like, you know, you, you just would like to see what you could do and it, it but things don't always go perfect. Totally. Um, and totally. you have yeah. to, you have to deal with those things. So yeah. Both yeah, of us no, had like a little hiccup. You learn and, and it didn't cost me too much. So it was, it was okay. I, that is exactly what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah. So then, so then you do, you come in the next day for enter Sandman, uh, your comment was traps and glutes were feeling the first two days. Uh, warm up area is in an ASU gym. Tons of students getting their pump on while we warmed up. Kind of fun to navigate the space. That was tricky, yeah, for sure. That well, and then we had one rig in the back to do muscle ups on, and it was the slickest rig you've ever put your hands on. Like it's almost like somebody polished it. <laughs> it was nuts. And most people were not doing muscle ups because they were like, I think I'm going to fall off that rig. So then it became yeah. a challenge for me. I'm like, well, can I do the muscle up on the crazy rig? But like the first question out of your mouth is like, is this what the bars are like out there? Cause like they weren't, they were fabulous. They were super tacky out, out on the floor, but yeah, the one in the warm up rig was, I think it was hazardous. Like it's it a little slick. It was. Um, and then, yeah, you're just like literally navigating around people, which was pretty wild. Um, but yeah, that one was hard just cause it was late in the day. And so by five 30, I think our heat was, and for me, it's more nerves. Like you'd rather just get it done, get it over with and move on. Um, and so just having a full day, like all day where you're just like, okay, what should I do or whatever? And you're just nervy all day. And I am um, the hard, I think, I think the hardest thing about competing is eating just because I'm, I have high nerves and then you still have to get the fuel in. Like you have to eat. And I just find like, that's the biggest chore ever. Like you're just sitting there going, okay, I know I have to eat this. And I love food normally. Like I'm all about eat all the food all the time. Um, but that, yeah, on competition day. So I found by that 5.30, I'm like, I'm shot. Like I've just been nervous all day now. And now it's time to compete. And we're in the back and Brandon's asking me my, <laughs> he's asking me my strategy, which he very politely said, well, you should go ahead and try that. But if it were the games, we would not be doing that strategy. <laughs> 
So then I got all nervous about my choices. <laughs> so yeah, I think it was just having to wait all day to compete was that's a whole new learning curve too, right? Like what am I going to do to distract myself or not get more nervous? And, but that was a really fun workout. All these, all these events were like, I really enjoyed the events themselves. They were super fun though. Yeah. You're the first person to say it was fun navigating all the college students. <laughs> I don't mind. I think it's hilarious. I'm so, look at, I've lived in a van. I've eaten out of dumpster. Like you just, you adapt as you go. Is it the most ideal situation? No, probably not. But I'm just, you know, you just kind of keep figuring it out. We, um, we actually, I did a lot of warm up out by the pool. Um, they had dumbbells out back there and there was some spin bikes and stuff like that. So I kind of, we did a lot back there when it was a dumbbell workout and stuff like that. So you just kind of, you moved around, you made it work. Yeah. Did you, did you come to the venue early in the day or did you wait to show up till just, a I came in, um, this is hilarious. Cause the parking, right. I, I heard you talk about like the parking that is nuts. So my dad would drive us and drop us cause this heats were so short. So we had a friend here on Dean who's from the Island and she was competing in the 60 to 64. And so he would literally drop us at the curb and then wait for us. And we'd run in and go watch the heat and then come out and drive away. Cause you know, every time you went to that parking garage, it cost you like, yes. What? So I did come and watch on Dean and I don't, that one, I, oh, I don't think that was helpful for me. Cause I just got super like antsy watching her <laughs> and, then, and everybody looked like they were like, it was a struggle, like that workout. Mm -hmm. was so I'm like, this is not making me feel better, <laughs> but yeah. So we came, just popped in and popped out. I, my PT got, it just got here. So I got to run. It was All super right. nice to meet you and yeah, chatting you with you. I'll, I'll catch up later. I'll rewatch the rest of this. Sounds good. Bye -bye. Have a good one, Jamie. Oh, if I leave, Scott, is it? I can't push end, right? How do I get out of here? Um, I'll kick you out. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Did it. Sure, I will. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Um, but we'll just go on. Yeah. Um. So then you go to another one bites the dust, uh, and you talk about redemption. Because at the games, you struggled with handstand walk. Yeah. yeah. So There was no real, real... I don't forget what we had. It was a long section. I don't know if it was 40 feet or... Um, you had to go unbroken. And so I pretty much led that whole chipper. It was a gymnastics chipper down and back. Got off the box jumps. I'm the first one to the handstand walk. All I have to do is walk that section of handstand walk and I take a first. So I get probably halfway through and I just stall out. Like I'm just not like balance point gone. I just freeze. I'm almost holding a handstand for a bit. And then I fall back over and I'm like, okay. And so then Kelly for real goes ahead, passes me and finishes. I try it a second time and um, same thing. I just freeze and then end up uh, having to come back. And then the third time I kick up and another one kicks up, moving, cooks, kicks up beside me at the same time, uh, Laura, and she ends up handstand walking faster than me. By this time, my shoulders are like tired because I've been doing it like three different times. And she actually passes me on the handstand walk. And at least this time I finish and I finish third in that. And so it was just super frustrating when you're like, oh man, like it just felt like the execution wasn't, wasn't quite there. And so um, was concerned, honestly, coming into a handstand walk workout, will this you know, will it, will we have a problem again or what's going to happen? So, um, the handstand walk actually went really well this time and, um, enjoyed it. So that's, that was a little bit of redemption. So, and that's important, right? Like that you get the redemption for something that you're trying to overcome totally. and, and that's 
good thing. Um, yeah, it's another one of those data points, right? Where you're like, okay, I actually can do this. It's okay. Otherwise, you kind of have this memory in the back of your head. <laughs> right. And we already talked about the final two events, the back-to-backers. You and Jamie kind of talked about that. So you you end up winning. So in your two competitions as a yes. elite CrossFitter, you have taken a second at the games and you won Legends. <laughs> is there any... Is there any fear of like falling from that? Or do you still look at it as like, this is a learning experience and I'm just trying to figure it all out. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I think it's really easy to go, Oh, I did this good. So I have to keep doing this good. Um, and what will people think and all of that? But then the moment I say, what will people think there's like a, well, that's not why I'm doing this. Right. Like, I'm trying to do this to be the best version of myself and get better and do my best and step out onto that floor and enjoy it and see what the human body, my human body is capable of. And that's going to come with ups and downs. Like I, I, I don't think it's always going to be perfect, you know, by any means. And I think um, we'll see how the journey continues, but yeah, I feel like when that stuff comes up, I'm like, it, I'm probably just stuck on my ego anyway, if I'm worried about what will, cause it's mostly about, well, let's say I take a 20th place or something like, oh gosh, like it doesn't change who I am. Right. It's just that yeah. perception. You get that fear of like, well, what will people think if I take a 20th? It's like, I don't know. At the end of the day, does it matter? So, so I think it's just trying to stay true to, you know, he's, this is who I am and, and, and it's been an amazing ride so far, but um, yeah, I, I imagine there will be challenges. So this allows for a great transition. You talk about your faith. You talk about your journey with God. Mm -hmm. How much of that helps you with like keeping the ego down and that how important is this in the grand scheme of things? Yeah. Um, so I guess for me, I just believe like we're all created to do something on this planet that matters whatever that looks like, right? It could be telling people stories like you're doing, like, and highlighting people and, you know, all of those things. And so whatever it is, I think we're all on a journey to discover what that, you know, God-given gift talent uh, is. And then to be able to use that to glorify God is kind of where I come from. And so at the end of the day, I think I can still lose in some regards and still glorify God. Like it's, how did I present myself? You know, like it's really important to me to see those judges when I come out onto the floor. It's important to me to see the people around me and all of that. Like, am I, you know, like I don't, I'm not interested in winning the CrossFit games and being a jerk, <laughs> you know? So I think it's that where it's like, it's, it's bigger picture. It isn't just about the competition. Um, it's about life. And did we make connections and did we make the world a better place? And did we love on some people? Um, did we bring some joy? All of those things um, kind of matters to me for sure. And so I think, yeah, at the end of the day, um, if you're going to have high highs and low lows, I mean, God's still there. God still loves me. I still get to walk this journey with him. And we all have ups and downs. And that's part of like the beauty of walking out your faith is he's there in the highest of times and he's there in the lowest times and he's there in the mundane stuff, right? Like it's, I think it's all encompassing for sure. I, I think that you and Ariel Lowen are very similar <laughs> when I talk about your, the way you present yourself on the floor, like the glorifying God is a big thing. And like, I remember her first games hitting lifts that in a middle of a workout where she had to like turn and run and she's celebrating the lift in the middle <laughs> of the, you know, like, because 
she's she's just so grateful to be there and blessed to to have that moment. Yeah. Um that I, that would sum up being in the competition on the like all of it like I'm you know I feel so blessed by like Joe and Bob and these ones that organize this, like they don't have to do that for us. You know what I mean? But they do. And then I think that's part of the puzzle. Like right, they're creating this amazing experience for people. So for me to be up in arms and complain about it and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is incredible. Like we get to go out there and do these things that so many people don't get to try and to do to push our bodies into this space. And there's such a huge satisfaction like you know you know you do a hard workout and you just feel incredible after you're like wow like it sucked during it <laughs> kind of wanted to die but at the other side of it it's like no we we're stronger than we think we're more resilient we can you know do all these things and so yeah for sure so grateful that i like this is my life i get to work out and stuff like it's it's pretty wild <laughs> well then you turn it into a podcast yeah um uh so you were a podcaster as well a little um, different style, but yes. <laughs> very, very different. Um, and it is called Cultivate Connection. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to check that out, it's about growing your relationship with God. Yeah. So basically, it's it's just helping people to meditate on the Word of God. So, the, if, you know, if you're a believer, the Word of God is very important. And to be able to meditate on that and sit with that and, and just encounter God through His Word and so it's just 30 minutes where it literally leads you through a guided meditation, focusing on different scriptures and stuff like that. And so it's just it's just helping people carve out that little bit of space, you know, like it's, we're so distracted and busy. Sometimes it's helpful to have someone kind of guide you down that path for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've tried to find ways to use my platform to glorify God like you talk about. We did a Bible study and then like, life gets in the way and I, and it, and then I, I beat myself up because I let it. Sure. Right. Um, and, and I struggle with that like all the time and, uh, it's going to be an attempt going into the new year to do this, to do it again, figure yeah. out a way to do it again and carve it out. Um, so what, what called you to use a podcast medium to, to share this with the world? Yeah. Um, so I told you I did like a journey um, into yoga and it was actually a faith-based yoga uh, ministry. So it was about kind of moving your body and connecting with the Lord through yoga, through meditation, through kind of all of those avenues. And so that's what introduced me to it. And when I was at one of the training seminars, there was something just in me, like just the rising up when someone was leading a meditation, all of a sudden I just heard this, I want to do that. And I'm like, it was almost like an internal, external thing. And I'm like, I want to do what? And so the woman was just leading people in meditation. And so um, I just explored it. And so I love leading people into just like the presence of God or just into that space where they can acknowledge his presence and be more connected and all of that. And so it made sense. I first started like a, it was just like a, oh gosh, just so many years ago, like a little webinar call or whatever. Like people would just get on the phone conference call and I would lead them that way. And then one of the women asked if we could record it so that we could, um, so they could listen to it more than once. And I was like, well, if I'm going to record them, I might as well record them on my own. Cause it's kind of a personal journey. Like I don't actually need to be there with you. You just need to have that space of connection with the Lord. And so, uh, I just started recording them and I was so reluctant. I'm like, I started putting them on iTunes just to have somewhere to store them, but I didn't even tell anyone they were on iTunes. Like it was just a small group of women that were using them. And then it just kind of started to grow from there. So, um, uh, 
basically that it's been, I gosh, probably eight years I've been doing this. It's just become a habit now. And I think more for me too, like even recording them, it's, it's just a space for me to connect with the Lord as well. And so that's kind of where it out of, and it's just continued to grow. And then um, just doing some like one-on-one mentorship with people and even group kind of spiritual mentorship has been happening in the last year too. And I'm loving that just teaching people more about prayer and connection and all that stuff. So. So Jeffrey Birchfield asks, do you differentiate between prayer and meditation? I think they could overlap for sure. Um, meditating is kind of, I guess the true definition is just like this idea of pondering or chewing on or just sitting with something over and over again, which that could be a style of prayer, right? To just sit on those things and pray. Uh, where prayer where prayer has many styles, like we can have silent prayers or we can have declarations that we're praying or different things like that. So I think they could definitely overlap for sure. But um, yeah, that meditation is more just kind of that pondering. I always tell people that don't know how to meditate. I'm like, well, have you ever worried about something? And it's that idea, like you just, you keep going over it in your head, right? Like you just again and again and again, and you're worrying. Okay. So you're meditating right now. You're just meditating on something negative, which comes out as worry. So in the other realm, like if we were to meditate on something positive, it would just be, we just sit with it and continue to kind of roll that over or chew on it um, in that kind of a, a fashion, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. I And I think that's why I have a hard time. So I've read the Bible a couple of times. I get through parts and then I want to meditate on it. I want to turn over and over this part that I just read. So yeah. then it takes me forever to get from point A to point B. Yeah, yeah. Well, getting through yeah, that. Yeah. I don't think it's I a race. <laughs> right, right. That's what I said. Like, I need to give myself permission that that's okay. Yeah. yeah, it can be hard. Like, the whole read the Bible in one year, it's cool. Like, I think, try it out. But I would say sometimes it's nice to give yourself a lot of space and room where you're like, no, I actually want to sit with this. You know, the, there could be times where I could just sit with that same book of the Bible or like for months, right? You just keep kind of hanging out in there. Right. So yeah, there's different approaches for sure. So that was our Bible study was Bible in a year. Um, yeah. What happened to yeah. me is just as we were reading the story of Joshua um, and, and going into Jericho and doing all that stuff, the the unrest in the middle east took off and i'm like here we are thousands of years later and the same thing is happening yeah and like i just i just got stuck there right and 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 my mind couldn't get off of that piece and See, so you know, i would if i were i just lean into it do you know what I mean? Like so many of those things are invitations. For me, everything is about relationship. So reading the word isn't just to study the word. It's the the Bible is like, um, I've heard someone say, it's the only book that you read and the author shows up, right? So the whole point of this is that it journeys you into relationship with Jesus. And so if he's highlighting that on your heart and you're sitting stuck there, there might be a reason that he wants to journey with you in that. He wants to meet you in it. Right. And so you can begin to have that conversation. So, but I get it because you've said that. Well, but this is what we're doing. <laughs> we're going right. through the Bible in one year and I'm stuck here. And I would say, no, I I wonder if that's just not a tangent where God's saying, Hey, Scott, come on over here. I want to show you a couple of things about this. So I could be wrong, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that in my I'm having a lot of conflict in my head about the whole piece. And I just need I need to lean into it until I yeah. I can get past that. Um, well, 
I, I have to say, this has been a just a tremendous joy for me talking to you. Um, I love your attitude. I love the way you compete. Um, it was so great to see you in person. Um, watching you at the games, watching you at Legends, and getting to meet you personally has been awesome. Um, gosh, I want to have you back again uh, throughout the season. Um, Absolutely. Been fun. Yeah, great conversation. But I kept these at an hour just so everybody can get back to their day. And with Absolutely. that, thank you everybody in the chat for being here. Um, Amy is awesome. We'll have her back for sure. And we'll catch everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Bye, guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.